You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I didn't feel like finishing. Hey, I didn't hey. feel like finishing. I just. I, uh, I was going to jump in there I with you. I'm, I'm not in the, I wasn't in the mood. Wasn't in the mood. <laughs> well, what's sometimes, wrong? Why are you not in the mood? Let's just get right into it. You know, you know, sometimes you just don't be in the mood. I wasn't in the mood. Not, why are you not in the mood, brother? You should be in the mood every day you wake up, man. I, I just wasn't in the mood to A. <laughs> just I just wasn't feeling it today. Uh, I, I, no arguments here, sir. Sometimes you just don't be feeling it. Welcome everybody. Welcome back to uh Black Guy Therapy. What's up, Joe? What's up, my brother? You had to think what we was at for a second, on, didn't you? Yeah, I, well, uh, dude, I got so much going on. I don't know where I'm at. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Been so long since the three of us been in the same room. I know. I didn't even get the, the hello hearing. What's going on, brother? Uh, you know, living the dream. Flash, it's lonely at the top. Glad to see you back. <laughs> Welcome everybody again. Welcome, welcome back, Henry. Welcome, Joe. Again, mm-hmm. welcome everybody out there listening to us. If this is your first time listening to us, know that we uh, we're Black Guy Therapy. We are a therapeutic podcast, and we're a podcast for Black men to vent about issues that you know generally we don't talk about with others. We are almost like the 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 digital barbershop. Yes, essentially. Yeah, like with that. our opinions. Yeah, that could, that, that's the best way to describe the show. Yeah, we're like a digital barbershop. We're, we, we're, each week we'll talk about something that affects us. And a lot of times I feel like it's unpopular opinion, but hey, that's what we're here for. Yep. Somebody got to say it. Yes, sir. It is and what it is. It is. I um, Finally, now that I know how to work the Instagram, I'm, I'm adding more content. That's what's up. So hopefully we'll, you should see more content on our instagram page you can find us at at black guy therapy because we're the only one i figured that name would have been taken but it wasn't let you know that was nothing but the lord (laughs) so um yeah you can find us at black guy therapy and uh connect with us we've already had some people we got about 40 or 50 followers um and we've already had some people uh reach out to us and um I posed a question on there last week. Hey, what what do you think we should talk about? And mm-hmm. somebody, uh, I don't remember who, but somebody who follows us was like gentrification. Can was it? I don't remember if it was. Can we reverse gentrification or or it, either way, it yeah, had to deal with gentrification. I think that's what it was. Reversing gentrification. Yeah. So can we can we reverse gentrification? So b- before we get into our topic today of can we reverse gentrification. Um, anybody want to say anything? I'm very happy to be here. Okay. Sound like it, uh, from coming to America. Yep. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly where it came from. <laughs> well, all right. Anything Ty- else? Tiger, you got something you want to say? The dog is going to be quiet today. Okay, cool. Let's get right into it then, brother. All right. So we're talking about gentrification. So, um, can we reverse gentrification now? For those who don't even know what gentrification is, a lot of times we hear this. We hear the word gentrification when when, when you hear these uh, political rallies and 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 people, um, you know, vying for office. Right? They're always talking about gentrification. Oh, we're, we're going to make sure that nothing happens to your neighborhood. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I would like to say that uh, gentrification is. Uh, and I, oh, I had a perfect definition that I had written down, but now I can't find it. Oh, no. 
and I thought that it it um I thought that it summed it up very perfectly. Okay. Um, does anybody in here know what gentrification is? I'm sure y'all like students. Well, I'm gonna give you my version. Okay, give me your version. My version is uh. So hold on, let me qualify my version. My version is based off of my experience, what I've seen happen, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in, in certain neighborhoods, generally it's when a group that has more money than the group that currently lives where they are comes in and raises property value so the folks there can no longer afford it. Once they move out, then they move people that look like them in. So now you got to find another place for you and your folks that look like you to go. I think that's a good practical application, good practical definition, right? So gentrification is a process of changing the character of a neighborhood through the influx of a more, of more affluent residents and businesses. Now, um, when, like you said, when, when we're talking about gentrification, generally we're talking about the displacement of uh, the people who were there to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And and we see that happening a lot, yeah. right? And and I feel like gentrification is a political buzzword also. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, even with that being said, let's talk about this. Do you think gentrification is right? So there's it's not wrong. There's two schools of thought for me. One is, yes, if you're abusing your resources because you know somebody else doesn't, yeah, that's a moral issue. However, from a business standpoint, if I know that I can raise the value of this property and make a hefty uh, return on that investment on the back end, I mean, it's a it's a good business practice. But I think that there's like it's not illegal, but there may be some morality things in there for the people who under, who, but, who are stand to benefit the most. But so, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So the, the typically the only time I hear gentrification is bad is when white people are doing it. Mm-hmm. I know quite a few black people that does it as well. So the, and see, that's, that's why when this topic came up initially, I was like, Ooh, I may need to sit back and be quiet on this one for a minute because I don't know of any instances where that's been the case. Yeah, I know. I know quite a few, quite a few people of color that invest in those neighborhoods and make make a killing off of them. And see, here's here's kind of my my train of thought when I'm when we're talking about gentrification. I, me personally, before I before I understood, I guess thinking about the situation on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. let's be real, we live in in outrage culture, right? Where yes. you know there's hot button thing, boom! I'm so mad that this is going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I I think in in full disclosure, I think I was one of those people. I can't believe that they're coming into these neighborhoods and they're changing them. And and we'll use Nashville for an example because there are some neighborhoods in this city who that have recently gone through that right absolutely Um, especially with this boom yeah i was gonna say your neighborhood don't even exist no more right now that my neighborhood ain't been the same since the flood of 2010 but it's coming that way i we me and my brother we still get emails on the property that we own my mom's property Mm -hmm. hey i would like to buy your neighborhood i mean buy this property i'm an investor and i'm how much how much how how big is the lot how big is that lot Probably about an acre and a half, maybe okay. a little so, bit under that. So if it's an acre and a half, it, let, let's just say it's 0.75 acres. Mm-hmm. They can put two tall and skinnies on 0.25 acres. So, yeah. 
That's six houses you just said, right? That's six houses that they're going to sell at $500,000 a piece, yeah. at least. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, if they want to buy it, the, I mean, it, it can be bought for $10 million if they want to. Yeah. But unless they come with that, because yeah, I know yeah. what you're going to do with it. Right. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a overprice. I'm a overcharge you yeah. just because I know I can do the same thing you're doing. Right. So. And, hmm. and I mean, do you, let's just throw this out here. I know we're, we're kind of popcorning, but you know, thinking about it like that, what bothers me about gentrification, I know I talked about, I was one of those outraged people where I, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. But then I sat back and I was like, well, wait, we can benefit from this. Yeah, we can. What, what I didn't like about the, that process is that, a lot of times when they go into these neighborhoods, these neighborhoods are older. Mm-hmm. They're most of the people who are in the neighborhoods are older. They're usually areas that are depleted, right? Mm-hmm. And they go in and they tell these older people, "Hey, look, you paid sixty thousand dollars for your house, or fifty, fifty, thirty, or however much, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, it's something somewhere in like some small, some you know, twenty, these 30, houses 40, are, but." Uh, Built in like God, the, almost uh, close to like 70 years old. Yeah, it's like they're built in like the 50s, 60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have that, and they're like, okay, I'll give you 250000 That's a lot of money to those individuals. Exactly. Now, you're, you're taking women and men who are older, who mm-hmm. are on fixed incomes, mm-hmm. li- probably at this point, they're Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'll give you $250,000 cash for this property. Mm-hmm. Well, hell. If I ain't never seen that type of money before, I'm I'm a jump. I'm a jump. Now the problem is they don't they don't have enough forward thinking because they just see the money. Mm-hmm. Well, where am I gonna live next? Mm-hmm. Right. So now you're asked out because now you sold your property. Yeah. You can't get one for that price in and this it, area. No, not even. I don't even think you can get one really unless you unless you know somebody in Davidson County. Yeah. Under under probably about three now. Well, some parts. Some yeah. parts. Yeah. Um. Now there, there, there are, and I guess because of, um, you know, the the mayor and and some of the council members have yelled about it. Mm-hmm. Um, They're building like neighborhoods, affordable yeah. neighborhoods, pretty much. Now. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've seen that. So can I jump in here real quick? Yeah. So I looked up a a definition of gentrification too, and there's two of them that I want to read. Mm-hmm. So the first one is. The process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle class taste. Yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Second, I was, was going to say that, too. I'm glad you. Well, there's no such thing as a middle class. But that's another topic for another. Yeah, day. That's, that's also interesting. So, mm-hmm. so here's the second piece to this. The process of making a person or activity more refined or polite. So I think the the first definition. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the first one. Yeah, the second one, one, I don't. The second one is it sounds like an underlying message there. And the reason why I said it was interesting, why I wanted to touch on that one real quick, is we talk about all the time how important words are, mm-hmm. especially in this country. Like mm-hmm. when we, th- you know, we talk about the Constitution and amendments and things like that. That's an interesting word choice because to Todd's point, what he was just saying, generally when you see gentrification, the area it's happening to or happening in. It's generally people who look like us. Yeah, people of color. People of color. Mm-hmm. And that's all the colors. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people of color that are low income or whatever the case may be. So I find it interesting that this definition goes along with this process. Mm-hmm. So I just me kind of throwing that out there. I, <laughs> that's an interesting connection. But going back to that first definition, conforms to middle class taste. 
What do y'all think about that? There's no such thing as middle class anymore. Well, it's only two classes in the world. And and again, like like I said in the beginning, when we're talking about gentrification, that word is a buzzword politically, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even saying gentrification and conforming to middle class, whatever, we've we've just made it political mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's all that our leader, like our our people, try. Let's use for an example right now. You got these Democratic candidates who are running running for president, and this is all they they keep talking about. We want to make the middle class strong. We want to bring more money to the middle class, right? So you keep you you keep saying that, and then they're like, okay, well we're gonna keep the middle class strong. Let's go build, right? It this 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 whole this whole system is all about capitalism. It's all about money. It's all right. about spending more money. These right. buzz, buzzwords are are said to to make you go spend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just interesting. Yeah, it is. And for me, again, this is not necessarily my area of expertise. I've seen it happen. Yeah. And, you know, been basically been a part of it where the area around me, everything was starting to get expensive. And then the next time my rent came around. We got to increase your bubble. Got to increase it. So it's like after you stay there for a year or two, three years, the price jumped. Every mm-hmm. year. So even where we were living before we moved here, when we started, I think the rent was like fourteen forty nine. By the time we left, it was almost $1,700. Mm. And it was just like, they weren't doing anything to improve the community or anything like Mm-mm. that, the neighborhood. Mm-mm. But I was like, I wonder what the goal is. Mm-hmm. So it's just... That's, that's, that's a couple of dollars off from your house, no, your mortgage. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it makes sense. Like I remember even when we were, before we bought a house, we were renting and... We, we we I think we were paying about nine. Well, no, I take that back. I paid nine hundred and fifty dollars for a three bedroom townhome. Wow. On Nippers Corner. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. And now those are those are like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Just think about that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. go from nine to sixteen. That's the same thing I was paying over in that same area. Really? Yeah. Nine fifty. Yeah, it was like nine. 30 something. Yeah, I, I, 950 for th- I had it, three bedrooms. No, I had a th- three bedroom townhome. Was you in Brentwood Square? Yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go. That's crazy. Right there. That was an all right spot. Yeah. Right across the street from the Walmart and walk across the street. Yep. Go to Wendy's, Publix. You can walk everywhere. Yep. I, I love that place. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. It was a great. It was and it was family owned. It was owned by this older woman and her husband. They owned the whole property. Right. And so I, to so they probably never was like okay we getting because how many of them units are oh probably 30, 40. So multiply that by nine nine hundred for the for the three bedroom. So let's say they had some twos there too. So they was probably getting eight or seven for the twos. So let's say eight hundred flat for the twos. Mm-hmm. Nine fifty for the threes, and yeah. split that down fifteen and fifteen apiece. You see yeah. how much money they were making? Yeah, they they didn't care. They didn't care about it. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. whatever. They, they, yeah, we still can. We're still living good. Yeah, because probably they probably got it early on. Right. So oh, they probably it's probably paid for. Yeah, they, those were built in at least they're at least built in the eighties, at least in the eighties. So. Correct. So. They probably done paid for it already. Probably paid for itself already. So yeah. now you just and they're probably retirement ages. So they yeah, like they were older. Yeah, we getting what about fifteen twenty thousand. See, and here's the thing: when we talk about gentrification, 
I'm I'm gonna jump back here. I don't think that it's such a bad thing. Okay. Right. And I and this is why I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it just like this. If if you are in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna use a practical example. There's a preacher. I don't. I can't remember what state. I think it's Alabama. Bishop Bullwinkle. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No. That wasn't him. Uh, it's either in Alabama or Mississippi. But um, what he did, his church was in a neighborhood that was going down. Mm-hmm. And what he didn't want was for his, for the people in his neighborhood to become displaced because he saw what was happening on the outside. He saw that, that people were encroaching, trying to come in the neighborhood. Right. What he did, he, he took his own money and bought, um, he bought one of the public housing units that was right beside the church. Now, Talk about forward thinking, right? So he bought this, he, and then he bought like another lot, just a empty lot that was full of trash. Mm-hmm. He bought this lot. He bought this housing unit, this older housing unit from the city. Okay. And what he ended up doing, he told his his um, his congregation because his congregation were made up of people from the neighborhood. He's like, "Look, this is our neighborhood, and if we want to keep it, we need to start doing what we need to do to, to investing to in it, cleaning right. it up." So that's what they did. They cleaned up that lot. I think in that lot is a, um, it's like a park now that mm-hmm. the, the wow. city made it a park. Wow. They cleaned up the whole um, project, the you know housing facility unit, um, and I think he even made some type of rule where they have to do so much in the, either in the church or some type of charitable work to live in the thing. But anyway, this area that was on the downhill slope suddenly it's was on the, the uphill yeah. slope, and then people just people in general, black, white, whatever, wanted to move into this area because mm. they saw, well, hey, this this area is not a bad area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think if we do it the right way, gentrification is not a bad thing. No, it's not. And but that's the thing. I'm not mad at these people mm-hmm. down down here gentrifying. I mean, if, it, if they're wanting to generally help, like genuinely help their community, mm-hmm. then, it, then it's good. And you, you're going to be, everybody's going to benefit in the end. But see, with most of these communities, like you said, they'd be run down, right? Yep. So, and they're the neighborhoods full of people of color. Mm-hmm. They only care about the community when somebody else moves into it to yeah. bring it up, to yeah. bring the value up. Yeah. I believe that. Why not do that now? And we could we could still own it because in the '50s, '60s, and '70s, we owned the community. We took pride in it. We it it benefited. It thrived. But now we don't let it go to to the wayside. And these other people come in and say, oh, it's potential here. It's, I'm, let's say, North Nashville. Five minutes from downtown, i got to commute there anyway, back and forth. So why not go ahead and just buy a house here, fix it up. And this is what the investors think. Okay, so the, the city's growing. Why not just buy all these lots right here that's vacant? It's got nothing but trash in it. Right. Put, it, put houses on there that we can sell for half a million dollars. Get these people coming in that's going to work down here. Sell it to them, rinse and repeat, yep. and that's what they're doing. Yep. But we are we'll sit back and get mad, like, well, they just coming in and taking over. What are they taking over? They can only take over if we let them. Right. But somebody has to sell this property to them. And I think historically we haven't had enough forward thinking to 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 take it back yeah. or to keep it now. Yeah. And I say that because think about every time that that black people in America have owned something and something has thrived. Who's come in and tore it apart? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard. It's hard because you have so many people who just 
they don't know. Mm-hmm. Either they don't education. know, generally don't yeah. know. Yeah, education level. Or th- they don't care. Mm-hmm. Or they just, you know, they're just like, whatever, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. They, they're not living, they're living for the moment. They're not living for the future. For the future. Not to not, not thinking about passing this on to anyone besides them. Right. And that's the thing. Like, let's think about, you know, back in the, <clears throat> well, let's go take it all the way back to after um, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, right? Once we were able, that? what was that, 1865? Uh, I thought it was about 1952 or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I mean, once we were legal, and I use air quotes, legally able to start mm-hmm. doing things on our own and building for our own, we were already behind, mm-hmm. but we still started building. We were 200 years behind at that yeah. point. But we were still building, mm-hmm. right? And we weren't, and, and our elders, or I say our elders, the elders then who are now our ancestors now had mm-hmm. enough forward thinking to be like, look, I may not see the completion of this project, but I know if I do it the right way right now, if I start it, they will finish mm-hmm. and it will benefit us collectively in the future. Correct. So somewhere along the lines, the message was lost. The message. That's exactly what the I'm message saying. was lost or, or, or they, well, yeah. And, yeah. Once the message got lost, mm-hmm. then we started blaming each other. Mm-hmm. Pointing fingers pointing at each fingers. other. Now, yeah. I don't think that we were pointing fingers at each other because we wanted to point fingers at each other. I think we were pointing fingers at each other because we may have subconsciously or, I don't know, we may have been forced to point fingers at yeah. some, yeah. at each other, right? right. Because oh, essentially so they pit us, pit us against, against each, each other. other. Yeah, correct. So, so I mean, we're, we're taking something that's hundreds of years old and we're applying it to a situation today. And then you have, you have, I'm pretty sure you have people thinking like this, if he's doing it, why should I share it with him when I can go out and do it on my own? Exactly. And exactly. it's no one pitting anyone against each other right there. It's just you going yeah, against the I, grain. I want, I want it all for me. Yeah. I can, I can I do exactly what he's doing myself. So why would I share and break bread with him? So here's an interesting thought. We talk about money mm-hmm. and the root of all evil. Well, that too. If, but if you use it if you, for that, if you use it for that, yeah. Um, now the reason why I say it's the root of all evil because these guys that are, are printed on it, but that's a whole other topic. Some of them are pretty evil. Yeah, yeah a whole other topic for another day. But I find it interesting because this is something that I I still hold true to this day. We as a culture primarily don't have disposable income. So when you're approached, and this is going to your point about why don't we just hold on to it? When you're approached with an offer that's too good to refuse, you can't be, you can't have that foresight because I'll give an example. When I was working for Dell, I I took a buyout and the buyout was only Mm $20,000. That's it. But it seemed like it was so much at the time that I took the buyout. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have made way more than that if I would have stayed. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But to have that money, one lump sum at one time. But see, hold on, I'm gonna interject there. You took a buyout for a company. Did you like working for that company? Well, no, no, it's it's different. It, obviously, that part is different yeah. because the, the yeah, reason I was gonna say behind, yeah, 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 yeah. The reason because your reason could be different. Yeah. You seen the you seen the money. You really don't like this place. You know what? I'm gonna get up out of here. Yeah. And, and that was part of it. Part yeah. of it was it it was an opportunity for me to get out of there, and I, I probably need to be there in the first place. But the point is, no, is but the I same. see, I see what you're saying. You know I what see what you're saying? saying. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's the unfortunate side is that 
it's so rare for us to come into those large sums of money like that, that when somebody throws that large sum of money at you, you are willing to take it without somewhere to go next. But is that train of that's that's a messed up train of thought. They're thinking that this is the only time I'm going to get this opportunity in life. It is. Well, let me give you some some historically accurate numbers. And I, I, I just read this two weeks ago. So the the median the median um, wealth of the black family is like approximately fifteen thousand dollars. I'm gonna show you that. Hold on, I just I just read it the other day. They put it on the news. Really, in some city. Really, it's it's, it's like it's it's in the yeah. teens, right? And like, we're talking yeah. about like their. When we're talking wealth, about yeah, their, their we're talking about the wealth. wealth. Like, gotcha. I'm talking about like a family. Um, of of four, right? Mm-hmm. This is fourteen thousand dollars is about what they got all together collectively, right? So it makes sense when you see somebody coming in and say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you, tw- you know, fifty thousand or a hundred thousand." It makes sense. Like, well, shit, I ain't never had that. I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. take that. But see, here's the problem: is we don't have enough forward thinking, and we haven't been taught because they don't teach it in school. Mm-hmm. What what would a lot of people we know they get that type of money. What they gonna blow it on? Stuff. Stuff. Those numbers right there look familiar. Oh, there it is. Um, now I didn't read. I didn't read what it, what Henry is showing me. I actually read it in, in a in a um, this criminal justice book. Mm. Um, and mine, yeah, mine said so, like it was like sixteen. It was yeah, either fourteen this, five or sixteen five. But that says seventeen five, seventeen six. Yeah, seventeen so. six compared to one hundred seventy one thousand. Yeah, so I mean we're we're so far behind, and we don't and we haven't been taught how to forward think because again, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. We are living for the moment, yeah. mm-hmm. and this Not is why future. right. This is why our neighborhoods are being gentrified. Now, is it wrong that that's happening? I don't think so. I'm not mad at it because yeah, I'm, I don't think so. It's I'm, it's evolution. Yeah. If you're gonna stay, if you're gonna keep running down the community, let somebody else come in and build it up. Because you're gonna stay the same. The way you change in life is to change you your surroundings. Yeah, you gotta, you grow. gotta grow. Some people don't grow. So let me put this caveat on the end of that because mm-hmm. I, I agree. If after that there's information being shared to those folks. No, they're not sharing how, that information. Well, no, no, I'm saying there has to be there has to be something in place where individuals who are messing up their area, letting mm-hmm. some let somebody else come in and do something with it. If you're not, mm-hmm. once they're removed from that area, they still need some type of training, some type of understanding of how to get to that. Because evolution doesn't happen on accident. No, it doesn't. No. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. You can take them out of that situation, but then they're just going to repeat it in the next spot. The so new, yeah. that's why it's so important. Like this show, as an example, mm-hmm. Black Out Therapy is, is so important because we're not just discussing the things that get on our nerves, but I feel like we also give quality examples and in yeah. information on how to, all right, how do I get from point A to point B? I'm here right now. And you said something earlier and, and it was, it was crazy because I thought about myself and we we're talking about, um, that that mindset of thinking that you can't have anything mm-hmm. better that was literally my mindset from the time I was a kid until I was in my 30s I really did not feel like I was supposed to have stuff I didn't so in, you in, felt that your per, you were fulfilling your purpose of being on this planet is what you were doing right then and there I didn't know what I was doing gotcha but no that but no you didn't know what you were doing but you felt like 
this is it. This is it for me. This yes, is I'm, this, yes, I'm yes, gonna wake yes, up like this. Yes. I'm gonna go to sleep like this, mm-hmm. and anything in between. And, this is my yeah. normal routine. And so far, I think I thought that way so far that I didn't even think of it as nothing. I'm not gonna get anything else. It's just this is just life. So mm-hmm. I'm just living every day. I'm just living that day. So what sparked the change? Three things. One, uh, a job I had when I moved here to Tennessee, mm-hmm. the guy that started the company was mm-hmm. a young, young brother. Mm-hmm. And I used to travel with him when he would do his presentations because it was a real estate investment company mm-hmm. and the properties were primarily in the South, Southeast. So, you know, the values here are way lower than yeah. the East and West coast. Mm-hmm. So we would be in California. And I remember we sat in the, this father son investment team and we got a million dollars from both of them. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting in their living room in Palm Springs and I'm, 26 27 at this time this, you know this is super early mm-hmm. um and they get you million dollar checks like huh here you go basically and and so that's mm-hmm. the first thing i saw it didn't change me yet but it, it kind of like dang yeah it was just that easy and and i'm like people really live like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm, i come back home and you know kind of get back in the status quo so nothing changes then the guy told me he gave me this book to read i read the book picked up a couple things from the book and was like huh so I started doing one of the things from the book, specifically anytime I got on a plane, I would always wear a suit. Just for the listen, just for the listener's sake, what was the name of the book? I'm not gonna do that because the dude who wrote it is is not a really quality human being. So I don't want him to get any props. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. However, one of the things he said he did in his process of coming from poor dude to becoming wealthy was he started wearing suits. So I started doing that. I noticed a change in the treatment that I received. Because at that point, they don't know if I'm the executive or the dude next to me is. Mm-hmm. Right. So they treated me the same. They treated me different. Mm-hmm. And it was based off of their insecurity. So I was like, oh, man, this is weird. Mm-hmm. So now, like I said, I'm about 30 at this point. And then get a little older. And then I meet Christina. Mm-hmm. And both of her parents on her on her side did well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So her upbringing was totally different from mine. And I'm like, her expectation in life it's is different. to have nothing less. Mm-hmm. My expectation was to have nothing mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something's wrong here. I need to change my thinking. So the combination of those three things I can always look to, that's what sparked it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I mean, it's crazy that even, even that can, can go into what we're talking about today. Yes, you know, it's absolutely. Just, it's, it's insane, but we got to take a break. Okay. All right. And hopefully when we come back, we're going to have some ways to stop gentrification process i'm not gonna say stop well let's say everybody takes part in the process well let's say benefits from it let's delay maybe i don't know i can't wait for come back for this one we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna explore some things so we'll be back in a second yeah we gotta take tiger for a walk See, I was feeling it that time. That time he was ready. <laughs> that was that Red Bull slash Monster slash uh, boozy drink he just drunk. Sure, I ain't, I ain't drinking that. <laughs> that'll that'll make you die quick. <laughs> yeah, you going. <laughs> yeah, I had a Monster Energy drink. I used to, I used to drink Monster, but um, dude, it used to make my chest feel like my heart was trying to come up out of my rib yeah. cage. I was like, ugh. Yeah. This is odd. Anyway, before we left, we were talking about gentrification and how you know we we feel some type of way about it. 
I'm not negative. I'm not positive. I'm I'm all about building the community, and if that's how we have to build the community, right? That's now, how we got to do it. Now, I said I wanted to to talk about some ways to, I say, stop the gentrification. Let me let me since talking to Henry, mm-hmm. it, we don't have to stop the process Mm-mm. because it can benefit us. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some ways we can make it benefit us yeah. or some 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 um i don't know some tactics that can help it to benefit us first and foremost we gotta get the education piece down to actually know what we're doing right so that was kind of where i was gonna go i was gonna say the first thing we need to know our neighbors mm-hmm. because if you know your neighbors right you, collectively you can let's say joe you know you know real estate henry you know how to you know how to politic and i know how to build like we can put all that knowledge together. Hey, let's go to this meeting, this planning meeting up here. You know how to you know how to talk to them. You know what they're gonna say. And if we need to build something out, I can do that for us. Mm-hmm. Now we've just we've just put all our, our our brains together, and now we're we're working ten times the power we were before, right? But okay. what's the problem with that equation? I don't know. Tell me. Everybody has to be thinking like like minded, right? We have to we have to move like ants. Yeah, because I, I I believe we have those skills, but if everybody ain't like minded and thinking the same, like I said before, why would I partner up with him when I can do that by myself? Right. Then we're gonna be stuck with the same results. See, and that's why we have to have somebody in our neighborhood that can build alliances because that's essentially what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna man. build an alliance in our neighborhood because now every time something goes on around us, we're going to be at those meetings. We're going to be at the planning meeting. We're going to be at the city council meeting because if they say, Hey, they're going to do something over here. Uh, uh-uh, Y'all not doing nothing over here until y'all, until y'all meet our demands. By, run it by everybody. So okay. you got to do it that way. So first and foremost, we need to know our neighbors. We need to get out of our four walls. As Joe says, mm-hmm. go out and, and say hi to your neighbor. And talk to them, see what they can do. Cause you never know. You might learn something. You might learn literally not he's not one of my neighbors, but a guy that I work with that I never talked to before. We got to talking, and he does graphic design. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd love to make a, a a logo for y'all for for Black Guy Therapy." I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> cool. just from talking." Yeah, and that's just just talking. Yeah, just which I'm gonna have him on the show too. Hello, that's all. That's <laughs> all. That's all. And he, young brother, just trying to survive, like get his thing off the ground. So we helping each other. Can I add on to that real quick? You sure so, can. So right up here up the street, there's a uh, plaza behind Sonic by the the gym, the fitness place, and then um, the liquor store right there. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kid Wine and Spirits. I can't remember, but you, you guys know the yeah, 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 the yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a it's a black family that owns that. And the plaza? No, 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 just the liquor, the liquor store. store. Oh, okay. And I was in there talking to the oldest son, and we we just got to talking, and you know we start talking podcast and i was telling him about our show and he's like yeah i want to check it out and he's like yeah you hear this playing in the background i was like yeah he's like yeah that's my work and it wasn't like it was scores like movie scores and i was like you did that so what we've been trying to do is for our business find music because as you know even with this you have to pay for this I music i do mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had to get a license for the music that we play on here. Right. So that means any videos for our business that we put up with the with the video, it can only be a certain amount of time and we can't profit off of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was telling him, I was like, man, we've been trying to figure out how to get away from that and actually use this and it be our own content that we own. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, just from having those conversations. And I was like, man, and what I want to do is I'm, I make sure I tell everybody that I know about this store. So sending business you guys' way, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we're doing this thing together. So tying into that whole neighbor thing, it doesn't have to be just your next door neighbor, no. but the businesses that have the same interests. It's got to be the community. It has to be the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to point that out because I didn't even think about that till you said you don't never know what somebody can do until you talk to them. We literally had, and I was like, I never would have known that if we didn't, if I didn't stand in here and talk to you for a little bit longer. So that's great advice. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that we need to do. And, and that brother over there who owns that liquor store, uh, was my counselor at church camp when I was a kid phenomenal individual I've, I've i've always respected him and mm-hmm. it's funny you know it, he when i went in there to see him he didn't remember me and then i told him hey you you used to i was always in your group when i was a kid yeah and i was like i'm doing all right you yeah. know and, and yeah. it's just to, to see that evolution to see a young child that grew up in the church that you know that you had your hand on in mm-hmm. the church and to see him like doing all right because yep. i was telling him what i was doing he's like oh man you you you've done okay yeah so um, so yeah, That's we, awesome. we need, we gotta get out here. We gotta talk to our people. Yeah. Um, another thing is we need to, um, how do I say this? Uh, save the neighborhood. Now I know that sounds weird cause, um, I don't know. It just sounds weird when I say save the neighborhood, but what I mean by saving the neighborhood, we have to save the things that are inside of our neighborhood, inside of our community, our parks. If, we're, if, if your park looks raggedy, you need to get some people, take your, take your village, go clean it up. Mm-hmm. Our schools, if, if you know the schools are having some problems, mm-hmm. get the people in the community, mm-hmm. raise some hell, and get some stuff done, right? I laugh at that one now. The I, reason why I laugh at that one now because I see in the next five to ten years it'll be nothing but charter schools here. Here's an interesting, <laughs> it's an, we got some budget issues, mm-hmm. so we... But here's the thing. But it's always mind baffling to me is we have all these new people and all these new businesses paying taxes, but we have budget issues in the school system. Well, that I can't answer. I'm not in. Mm-hmm. I'm not part of that that system. But I'm gonna say it like this: mm-hmm. If you make your community, if you make somebody in your community, and 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 we have a phenomenal person in our community, and Fran Bush, um, I think that's her last name. She has kids in the system and she sees what the, what we're going through and people complain to her every day. And she gives the um, she raises some public boards. Matter of fact, she's on the news of the night raising hell about something. OK. And that's what we need in our neighborhood. We need people to do that. Um, our roads, which here in Nashville, we have a phenomenal thing that that hub Nashville thing where you can actually if the road is messed up, you can get on the app and type in where the, where it is and they'll come fix it. So we have that. I don't know if y'all knew about that. No, I didn't. No, this, this is a first. Oh, yeah. So you can request street signs. You can request um, stoplights. What about re- people shooting street signs? Can we request, request cameras? I think we can, actually. <laughs> well, we need I honestly think we can. We can check that. Okay. Um, but look, we can, We got we to gotta build our community from the ground up, literally. Mm-hmm. And it starts with our ground. So if, if the roads look shitty, fix them. And mm-hmm. we, can, we can do that on our own, at least in this, this community. Another thing is utilize our community centers we need to get our young people together getting these community centers we need to use them because think about it when we're using these community centers we are generating dollars for um, our community right mm-hmm. because those dollars that you know even though it's three four dollars at a time to use the facility those dollars go back directly into that community so 
you are building your community by using the facilities in it. I see a politician over here. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you see that sound too? Good, Man, he sound like, a, hey, you, you, you going to debate Trump today? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I got too much brain power for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be ugly. I got too much brain power for that. But, um, I mean, just by doing these things, um, we're, we're building our community. And and even by doing those things, you're helping out, even you're helping the kids in your community. Like, by using, by spending your dollars right here in your community, right? Mm -hmm. your, your tax dollars. Have y'all heard of the, the app Libby? Nope. There's an app you can download on your phone called Libby, and there's another one called Hoopla. You pay for it with your tax dollars. It is the library on your phone. It connects to, you get a library card. You, it connects directly to Metro's library system. You can download books. You can download movies. You can download CDs. You can download audio books. It's all for free. You've already paid for it with your dollars. So that's why they're building that big digital uh, on Jefferson Street. That mm -hmm. big digital library is going to be right there. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't think they're going to have any paper books or anything in it. It's going to be like right there with a, what's that, Bicentennial Market, Farmer's Market, yeah. Bicentennial Market, right down, right across, like right behind the baseball stadium down there. Yeah. Interesting. So you can do that now. You you just go on your phone right now, download Hoopla or Libby, and um, boom, there you go. You oh, put yeah, in you your just library, have a card. library card. They just ask for the number. And you can sign up for a library card in the app. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, that's 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 great. You talk that about is. talk about building up your children. You build your children that now they're reading books in your home. You don't have an excuse to go. Well, I I didn't have enough time. So, damn that! We got it right here. Yeah. I know you got a phone on you. Yep. I see a principal over here too. <laughs> well, I'm tired of my kids coming to these damn schools and they ain't reading books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I come from an education, an uh, educator's background, right? My, my my father was a principal. My aunt is a principal. Um, my uncle was a librarian. So I, I've been in it and I've seen what it can do, how it can help, right? Whew. The benefits of it. Yeah. So um, another thing that we have to do, and, and again, this all kind of goes together. We have to collectively come together. We have to show up at our city council meetings and we have to show up at our, our um, even just uh, community meetings and we have to demand from the city um, affordable housing because- And uh, a lot of those zoning meetings too. Exactly, you gotta those go to the zoning meetings. Those zoning meetings is where they really, that's how they really get you. Okay. Right. And that's how they can put like on that, what is it, on 0.75, yep. they can put on point two five, they can they build two. That. Yeah, we can go yep. six of them right there on that point seven five. And see, that has to do. I mean, getting that stuff approved, you want to make sure that you got your your, your council person to represent you in your pocket because mm -hmm. that's who you're gonna yell at about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And and Joel and I went to. Um, it wasn't a zoning. Well, it was a zoning. It for, a zoning? for a co a co potential commercial, commercial yes. zoning. Yes, yes. Come yes, right, right now for, for, for this, this one. This right that big old lot right there when you're coming across in the back. Yeah, going over what's that old Franklin? Yeah, it's old Franklin Road. Yeah, old Franklin Road. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you um, you go to these meetings, you see what's going on, and you can put in input there. And usually your council person is going to be there. And if mm -hmm. you don't like it, you yell there at that meeting, and they're gonna be like, yeah, we ain't we ain't riding with this. No, no. But again, we have to demand because because we don't want somebody else to come in our neighborhood and and buy it up. But Unfortunately, if we don't have enough money to control that, sometimes we asked out. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is we have to go to the means like me and Joe went to, and you tell the builder, like, hey, look, we'll let you come in the neighborhood. 
no problem. But this but is it, what you're gonna have to put exactly, in. Exactly. This us. is what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to make a bike lane. You're gonna have to make so many units mm-hmm. um, where people in this neighborhood can stay here. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to do all these different things. You're gonna have to build sidewalks mm-hmm. because my kids need to be able to access this, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna you need to do all these things before you can come here. And if you do these things, then you can come here, and then we can we can talk about further um, developments development in the future plans. So demand affordable housing mm-hmm. demand housing that fits your people because again and we've seen it here they'll build houses for for, for people who they want to move in this neighborhood Absolutely. not for the people who are in the neighborhood right. correct and so, a lot of a lot of those high rises or condominiums townhomes whatever a lot of those that i recently found out have like so many set aside for affordable housing yeah. Uh, and because I think Davidson County is one of the counties now that if you build so many units within a certain ma- area of downtown, you have to have some in there for affordable housing. Yeah. Interesting. Now, on, in Green Hills, <laughs> might not be the case. Yeah, right. It's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, it different. might not be the case. But, but actually, a, I think that they still have to. It, it has to be affordable for and but they'll put for the a cap people on that's it. in there. So they community. may say, "Hey, look, if you make over sixty thousand dollars, you can't live here." Yeah. So now you you got yeah. somebody making fifty nine, they win it. They they sneak right on in. Yeah. But side note, I was looking at some. I don't know how it came up on my phone, but some apartments came up mm-hmm. in Green Hills. They have a three bedroom. I want to say it's like eighteen hundred square feet, eleven thousand a month. Eleven thousand. Eleven thousand a month. Oh wow, that's interesting. Well, that leads me. Yeah, to that the, face right there. <laughs> that leads me to the to the next thing that we can do, kinda, <laughs> sorta. What's that? Um, we need to again, and and this may not be something that we can do collectively, but I think that it should be done collectively. Um, and and one of the ways I would say to do it is create uh, a community fund where you make everybody, or you may, I say you make you get everybody to volunteer yeah, and too. donate their money and put it in a community fund. But um, by saying that, ain't we that need an to, HOA? Uh, kinda. I would call it. I'd call it that maybe. And we still don't see nothing from ours, right? Well, we do. They 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 cut the grass, but uh, <laughs> other than that, you know how many you know how many able bodies we have in there. If I yeah. could just save that money and cut the grass in just that one little space, well, no, yeah. it's the back space. And then behind, they have to cut behind my house too because I have that protected. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure we can get we can get that covered. Yeah, for what we're paying. But but what we can do. Um, if we do it collectively, it, it, it's amazing if we use a community fund, but we have to regulate the bank property property. So we need to if, if we know that stuff is going to be foreclosed, if we know that there is a, is a vacant lots just sitting, we don't need to let them sit. We need to buy them up quick. Right. Um, and you can get help from your church. I mean, if you got the means to do it, usually they're they're owned by the city anyway, because right. it's it's a property that's you know either been abandoned or foreclosed on. You're going to get a hell of a deal on it. Mm-hmm. So um, if we own these properties and like the story I told y'all about the guy um, who built his community up by starting with the lots beside the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we do that, then we can we, can we, we, we control we control the destiny of the neighborhood. When yeah. you control the destiny of the neighborhood, you can control the prices. Yeah. yeah. And we can control who 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 gets what and who doesn't and who can come in and who can't. Now think about what we're doing when we do that. We've we've taken the the power away from 
the controlling power, mm-hmm. right? And now we control our destiny. And that's what a lot of people, the disconnect is. So I got to say, man, a lot of the information today has been great information. Again, that's that's the benefit of something like this. We get to kind of fuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuss and cuss about it. Mm-hmm. But then after Shit, that, damn. come back. <laughs> come back with the actionable items. Now, the reality is, and we know this because unfortunately, through hundreds and hundreds of years of, abu- of abuse, mentally, it's going to take time to change some thought processes. So we got to be diligent and just be, uh, we got to persevere because you may share this information with somebody a hundred times, but then on time 101 is when they listen. So but the, a, a, thing, a thing of our people, with a lot of our people as well, they have to see it to believe it. Right. That's true. Right. And you got to find somebody in your neighborhood that's willing to take on that challenge. Yeah. And and the last thing I was going to say, the last, the fifth item that we can do to help um, combat, or I say combat, or to delay, delay <laughs> combat, or to help just build our community in general so nobody else takes it, mm-hmm. talk to your elected officials. And a lot of those things I said involve the ele- having the elected official around. Because if, if you, if you uh, get together as a community... They got they have to, yeah, because they want to get elected again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, because and and let's not forget they work. They're supposed to work for us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not us for them. That's a good so. call. And I saw that firsthand when we were yeah. at the meeting because people in the crowd were fussing. Yeah, and they paid attention. Yep, they better. They better. So those are some things that that we can do to help keep our community, our community, that your community won't get gentrified or. It well, can, it can got, be gentrified. I mean, it just. I don't think we got to worry about that no time soon. Where? Here? Right here. Yeah. Oh, no, you got me here. I'm not going nowhere. I don't think we need to worry about that <laughs> no time soon. I, look, Joel knows I, I got I got the uh, I got the personal cell phone number to the to the uh, city council person. Yeah. I, so <laughs> if I if I got a problem, I'm calling no matter there the time. Is. So I know I know who to tell. Hey, uh, we got too many snakes over here. <laughs> What can we do to get these snakes up out of here? Yeah. So, and I mean, that's, those are the things that we have to do. Like we just have to become a one people. We have to move like ants Mm -hmm. because think about ants, ants, each one of them has a job. The job first and foremost is to protect the queen. Their job secondly is to protect the colony. And then the third job is to advance the colony. So that's why you see the the mound so big, right? But everybody wants to be the queen. Pause. Well, I don't think that everybody wants to be the queen. I think I think here, especially black people. Now we're talking about black people. I think that there are a lot of good black leaders. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of good black followers. I think that we have more followers in our community than leaders. Now I say that, and, and it may piss some people off, but I say that because we see our people. What do we do? We when we see some on TV, the latest trend, we doing it. We mm-hmm. copying it. We doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We don't see too many people stepping outside of the box. I mean, and I hate to use Henry's favorite person, Kanye, but he's doing stuff outside of the box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and we have to clown. And I get that, but the man is doing stuff outside of the box. To benefit himself, not right. the people. Right. But I don't think that was the point. I just think you're saying. I'm he, just saying we got to. Well, he yeah. brought the name up. You know how I feel about I know. this Joker. I, I know, but we have to. We <laughs> have like to. When I say Obama and your face turn around, yeah, that that type of situation. 
Yeah, we just have to move like ants. That's all I'm saying. Um, and if we move like ants, we can control our destiny. I mean, that's what that's what white people been doing. They've been moving like ants for 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 forever. And they really don't even like each other. No, some of them do. Yes, the <laughs> like, yes the they people. really don't like each other. As long as it makes business sense. So that was one of the greatest eye-opening, awakening moments that I've had is when I realized when I saw that in business, mm-hmm. you would have these folks. So kind of like we were talking about with. Uh, the election time, how everybody's all angry and talking funky to each other, but as soon as that debate or whatever is over, they buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that in corporate America so many times, and I was just like, "Well, maybe it's these people here just kind of phony." Every stop, they cannot stand each other. But if it means we're gonna keep our jobs and we're gonna keep making this good money we make, and if we work together and put the show on in front of everybody else, that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's an old Native American proverb that says left wing, right wing. It's part of the same bird. Mm-hmm. And you must never forget that. Yes. That's, that's, exa- that's exactly. That's exactly what don't that get is. no don't get no simpler than that. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the same bird. Yep. So and we have to move like that. And that's the problem. We haven't been moving like that. Even we, though we don't like each other, we can still make it make business sense to benefit and move forward our culture and our people. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, think about what what, what I'm going to use. I'm going to use slavery as an example. Abraham Lincoln signs the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. So all this stuff changes. Okay. So they now we got people out on the streets. Uh, okay. How do we fix that? White folks is like, well, we can't technically we can't put them back on a plantation, but we can put them in prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we can put them in jail. So they make laws. They had to collectively come together. And this wasn't just going on in the South. They had fugitive slave laws in the North, too. Yeah. So even though everybody thinks the North was this free promise. Land. Yeah. No, nah, them cats, they was working with the South. Yeah. Which and it was all monetary. Now? Like so yeah. we have to move like ants. Now I'm not saying we need to make legislation, but we can help create that. Right. We can do that. So five minutes left, y'all. What y'all want to talk about? What y'all want to say? I feel like we got all everything we need to say off our chest. Uh this could be a part two, another episode later on down the line to revisit. Maybe it's I so feel much. like I talk too much for <laughs> No. Nah, I mean it's thing. just so much that that's inside this category. It is. So, so that being said, I think it what could be beneficial now on the way out is gentrification good or is it bad? Depends on how you use it. So I agree. But for me, I'm going to say, no, it's not bad. No, I'm going to say it's not. And I'm going to say gentrification can benefit us if we do it the right way. If we take, that. if we take ownership in our neighborhoods, then we can gentrify them ourselves and we can control the terms. Because the definition you read simply says making the neighborhood better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. So if That's we all make we want to do. If we make it better for ourselves, can't nobody come in and take it from us. And, and that's really good stuff to say, man. And I think uh, what's cool about it is when you think gentrification, if you're like me, most times you're thinking white versus black. Yep. Mm-hmm most times well that's the picture that's been painted yes so if you can start changing your mind around the term gentrification or word gentrification and be like hey we just want to improve the quality excuse me the quality of our neighborhoods living situations community whatever and if it's a predominantly black community 
nobody should have to leave because we mm. talked about this before. What happens is you get a couple in a neighborhood like this. Let's say some people start moving out. Some people start moving in. Somebody starts leaving a bunch of trash out. Somebody got cars out on bricks. Eventually, somebody's going to be like, I'm not paying to live here to see this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go live over there with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now you took a family that could be beneficial to others, put them over here, and you just lost that. Yep. So taking And that's pride. a family who who cared about the community, cared yes. about the neighborhood, yes. and was willing to speak. Now you've lost them. Yep. And then you move somebody in who else, who, or move another person who doesn't care. Yep. And then now you got two houses. Next yep. thing you know, it's going down. Next yep. thing you know, I can't get half a million dollars and for my exactly house. That's no exactly what has happened to our community over and mm-hmm. over and over. So, anything else? Nope. Good. I mean, I, I pretty that's much uh, you pretty much gave them all the, the information <laughs> that they need today. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I I, tr- I tried to come with some smoke today. I tried. I, yeah. I, was, I was. I was. It's Black History Month, man. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm feeling myself. Well, after for last night, week. well, I think we 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 got set back a little bit in the boxing <laughs> ring. Ooh, in the was, boxing round, but you know, it was bad. But I, hey, I hope. Hey, that, it is what it is, man. I hope Tide that came my up swinging. Is, yeah, it's good to go. Yeah. Um, I hope Waters. I hope he's okay. I know he's bleeding out of his. I wonder ear, if so. Tyson want to get back in the ring. I bet you it wouldn't happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I'm talking about young Tyson, not Tyson. Now Tyson now probably quit on the stool. <laughs> well, if nobody else, if nobody else has anything to say, I guess we're gonna end this thing. Walk it out. Well, all right. Well, I guess we out, y'all. Peace. Peace.